Okay, we should be good. All right, we can start if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Welcome back to a new season of Locker Soccer, a podcast dedicated to covering Major League Soccer, the 2024 season, scores, news, updates, and more. Joined once again for another season by our co-host, Robert, from Rambling Runoff. Robert, how have you been doing uh, last couple of weeks leading up to the start of the season? I've been doing great. Um... I'm I'm excited. I've been watching a, a few preseason games, not too many, but uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, having my fingers crossed, being excited for this next upcoming season and another year of locker soccer. So yeah, man, I'm I'm delightful to be here today. So am I kicking off the inaugural 2024 season with our first episode. Obviously, last season ended with my Columbus Crew raising the MLS Cup. Um, we'll start off with the MLS schedule release, which was released on December 20th, 2023. Um, start off with some key dates. Obviously, MLS is back um, messy and opening weekend. So uh, first match tomorrow night featuring Messi's Inter-Miami versus Real Salt Lake. That one is at 8. And then definitely a matchup Robert will be looking for, forward to February 25th this weekend, um, coming weekend. LA Galaxy versus Inter-Miami. Uh, how do you feel about that matchup opening week? I mean, it's going to be interesting uh, considering Inter-Miami has been on a, like, it feels like a preseason that's been going on forever, like two months almost going all around the world, literally from the U.S. to South America to Saudi Arabia to to Asia. So we're going to see where these legs are uh, with Inter-Miami, considering they are a bunch of old heads, but a very skilled old heads. So we have to watch out. But, uh, yeah, we have to wait and see what they bring out uh, on their opener or one of their openers uh, over the weekend. And then for, for the Galaxy... Um, they brought in a lot of people this last season, but they also let go a lot of people this past season. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what both teams put out uh, on the field this upcoming weekend. Yes, yes, yes. And then um, we have Rivalry Week, which will be played across four match days from May 11th to May 18th. The highlights include the Hell is Real, Columbus Crew versus FC Cincinnati, Portland Timbers versus Seattle Sounders, Orlando City versus Inner Miami, and Toronto FC versus uh, Montreal. I still like to call them the impact. Um, then we have another one Robert will be interested in. El Trafico at the Rose Bowl. Second season in a row to play at the Rose Bowl. That'll be July 4th, 10.30 Eastern Time. Uh, last year's match... Also played on Independence Day. So uh, MLS attendant record with 82,110 fans. What do you think about uh, a rematch at the Rose Bowl for El Trafico again? I mean, last year was great. Um, Like you said, a very high attendance of people. Um, Luckily, the Galaxy were on the winning end of that and a a dramatic finish finish of sorts. But uh, yeah, it was a great time last year and hopefully they could win it again. Then we have MLS Cup rematch, which will be July 13th at 10.30 Eastern at BML Stadium. Columbus won past season's championship match, earning a 2-1 victory um, over LAFC. On July 13th, they will meet again. We have 
Um, a now date for the MLS All-Star Game, which will be Wednesday, July 24th. It will be in home of my Columbus crew, Columbus, Ohio, uh, for Lower.com Field. So that will be nice for everyone. A very nice uh, stadium, only a couple years old. Um, I went to it this past season as well. League's Cup break begins Friday, July 26th, and the final will be played Sunday, August 25th. And then we have Decision Day 2024, which will be on October 19th. There will be 14 games on that day. Eastern Conference matchups will be begin at 6 p.m. Western Conference matchups begin at 9 p.m. And they have, lastly, MLS Cup 2024 will be played on Saturday. December 7th. Obviously, hosting rights will be determined by what happens during this whole upcoming season. So now we've got to uh, take a little look at some of the key dates for the MLS season. We'll look at a couple teams' records during the preseason. Um, according to the MLS website, Columbus Crew uh, were only scheduled for one preseason match versus Toronto FC. That was in California. Uh, FC Cincinnati played three, won three, and lost one. They played Austin two, then Austin FC, um, next pro team. New England Revolution, Philadelphia, and New England Revolution again. Uh, LAFC won two, lost two, and drew one. Um, Some notable teams, they played Charlotte's MLS Next Pro team. They played St. Louis. They played Chicago Fire, and they also played Toronto. Your LA Galaxy had one win, three losses, and one draw. They played teams such as San Jose, St. Louis City 2, Charlotte, Austin, New York City 2, and New York Red Bulls. Inner Miami, obviously, like you mentioned before, they had a really long preseason. Um, one win, three losses, and three draws. Obviously, the one where uh, it was going to be Messi versus Ronaldo, but Messi did not play. Uh, Al Nasir won 6 0. Ronaldo also did not play. I like to point that out. Yeah, I didn't think he did either, but I wasn't sure. Nashville, three wins, one loss, two draws. And Philly, one win, two losses, two draws. Orlando City, three wins, one loss, and one draw. We'll end with Seattle Sounders, which had three wins, one, three losses, and one draw. Now we will start going. Um, we will go into week one, which obviously starts tomorrow, Wednesday. Tw- um, the 21st with Messi taking on Real Salt Lake, which um, Real Salt Lake actually had a decent season last year, but they're still not the best team of all time. And we'll have to see how good uh, Inter Miami are with all their off-season additions and obviously Messi playing the whole game. Who do you like in the MLS opener? I'm not sure. Like I said previously, um, we're going to have to see who they put out there. Real Salt Lake, they have Chucho Hernandez, who's pretty good. So you always have to watch out for him. Uh, Salt Lake usually has... Um, oh, they also have Diego Luna. Who, he's a young guy who represents the U.S. men's national team. Uh, he's an up-and-comer guy that you got to watch out as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, Real Salt Lake's always known for a team to be scrappy. So we'll have to see how... Uh, Messi and friends handle that um, And also we have to see Who they put onto the field Because uh, I know they're Supposedly scrambling To uh, figure out their salary cap issue Which they have to figure out by tomorrow I believe uh, As of this recording So yeah it's going to be interesting to see What, what they got uh, in store for us um, I'm going to be Lenient and say Miami wins but don't be surprised if Real Salt Lake wins this game as well. 
Yes. Uh, Salt Lake actually, like I said, had a surprisingly good season. I will go Inter Miami because MLS wants it. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's bad for ratings. Uh, uh, some of the games. Saturday kicks off really the main slate. 2 p.m. My Columbus crew raised the banner against Atlanta United. Will be a first round playoff match from last season where crew took the series two games to one. Um, I got crew in this one just because I don't think they'll lose their um, banner raising game, but it should be a pretty good contest in itself. Another big game, LAFC versus Seattle Sounders, two teams that made the playoffs last year. Obviously, LAFC got all the way to the cup. Robert, what do you think about these two West Coast teams facing off? Well, there's a little bit of history right here. Uh, LAFC got their first victory on the road at Seattle um, when they first started out. So that should be a fun time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how Seattle uh, does, considering last season was somewhat of a, of a dump of a season for them, considering they did go to um, the FIFA Club World Cup, which kind of messed up their schedule because they're known for a team to be at the bottom of the table and then come back and destroy everybody. But you didn't see that this past season. Um, I know injuries uh, plagued them. Uh, I I believe they lost Nico Ladero. I believe he he now has moved on and he's playing for Orlando. Um, And then for LAFC, uh, I know they picked up Hugo Lloris. They picked up Atuesta again. Um, And uh, a couple young new faces on their squad as well. So, uh, But no uh, Carlos Vela. Uh, apparently they also re-signed Dennis Bowanga, um, but I haven't seen anything official off the top of my head, which I'll probably look up now. But uh, yeah, it's, it should be a good matchup. You have two heavy hitting um, uh, Western Conference teams. Uh, so, but yeah, what what do you think about this contest? It's Los Angeles. Uh, I'll give it to LAFC just because it is their home opener. And they made it all the way to the cup last year. Uh, but obviously, a bit, of, a bit of a rivalry match. Both teams finished very high in their conference last season. Uh, they do have Dennis Bowanga to confirm. Yeah. Some other games Saturday. Charlotte FC versus New York City FC. DC United versus New England Revolution. Orlando City versus Montreal who uh, Montreal actually signed the Crew 2 manager to uh, be their first team manager, which is the first time MLS Next Pro manager has been promoted to manage a MLS team. We have Philly Union versus Chicago Fire, Austin FC versus Minnesota United, FC Dallas versus San Jose Earthquakes, Houston Dynamo versus Sporting Kansas City, St. Louis City versus Real Salt Lake, and the nightcap Portland Timbers versus Colorado Rapids. And then we go to the Sunday slate of games. FC Cincinnati versus Toronto FC. Obviously, Cincinnati making it all the way to the um, Eastern Conference Finals and having a two-goal lead before losing to Columbus Crew 3-2. to Um Toronto kind of had a subpar season last year. Robert, what do you think about this opening match for FC Cincinnati? Well, I'm pretty sure Cincinnati is going to do a pretty good job. Um, Toronto, like you said, I mean, you're being generous. Subpar. It was pretty bad, bro. How are you going to have two great international stars on your team and be bad? Like, that's just unacceptable considering when I was, like, in high school. Well, which is feels not so long ago, but um, when I was watching them growing up, they were tearing everybody to shreds. I mean, it was a totally different team, but still, like you would think that, you know, if you still have some of the same people at the helm, that they would be able to organize something a little bit better. But it just hasn't happened for them. Um, on the other side, FC Cincinnati, like how you said, they they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Lost to Columbus, but also FC Cincinnati were like one game game away from making it to the U.S. Open Cup final as well. So, this these guys, although in the beginning of of their existence they were bottom feeders, um, they've turned it around. 
I mean, Luciano Acosta, he, he turns it on. He makes everyone look better. Uh, FCCNA also picked up Miles Robinson from uh, Atlanta United. So that was a big pickup. Uh, I mean, it was pretty kind of shook up the MLS a little bit because no one expected them to uh, kind of move up state, I guess. But hey, it's his decision. He could do whatever he like. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, if I'm not betting man, but I would bet that FC Cincinnati wins this game. Yes, I would go with FC Cincinnati as well. And that eighth, um, oh, 5 p.m. Nashville versus New York Red Bulls. Nashville obviously making the playoffs last season. Then we have the nightcap, uh, one of the bigger games. Your LA Galaxy versus Inter Miami. We talked a little bit um, about it in the season preview, but do you have any additional thoughts on this matchup? I mean, yeah, um, LA Galaxy picked up Gabriel Peck. Um, Ricky Pooch got moved to uh, a DP slot. And then um, according to social media on X, um, also known, formerly known as Twitter, uh, the Joseph Pencil deal is supposedly and allegedly done. But um, we have yet to have seen any official confirmation from the team. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm excited to see um, how this team plays out. Uh, they do have some players coming back from injury. Uh, Caceres uh, messed up his knee last year. He, he's slowly coming back. Um, Jalen Neal is still on the bench uh, with an apparent groin injury of some sort, which has taken a little bit longer than fans uh, would like to hear. Um, and, yeah, we also picked up Miki Yamane from Japan uh, to play as our left-slash-right back. Um, and, yeah, and we also have Julian Aude, uh Young guy we got last season. Hopefully he he comes around here and you know shows that he could play in the MLS. Um, I think maybe the team is still looking for a striker. Uh, currently we have Jovalich in the front. We also picked up Miguel Berry from Atlanta United. And uh, yeah, we have a couple new new faces as well. So yeah, I'm excited. All right, now we'll take a look at some of, a couple of top teams. Last season, um, see what some of them did during the transfer window. Um, maybe just get your general thoughts on them as well. First of all, we'll start off with FC Cincinnati, finished first, um, won the Supporters Shield last year with 69 points. Uh, like we said, one, um, we're up two to zero against the crew uh, and the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, then would lose an extra time, three to two. Uh, I know they lost Brandon Vasquez. Um, do you have any thoughts on the FC Cincinnati going into the season? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Brandon Vasquez, he, he was really good. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to miss him uh, a lot, considering right now he's killing it in Liga MX for Monterrey. I believe he had, like, three goals in, like, the span of five games, I believe. Something like that. Um, I know he had a, a brace in one of them. So, yeah, I think he's doing pretty good for himself. Hopefully um, his time down in Monterrey helps him out and gets him a at least a bench start for the U.S., at least. I'd be surprised if he put him as a starter, but I digress. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's if, – if you're an FC Cincinnati fan, you, you're hoping that these guys continue that hot streak that they were on last season. And, yeah, make sure that they elevate their game to, you know, get to the next level and get to the next step. The other team, he finished top in the West, St. Louis City SC. They had 56 points. Uh, were an early exit in the playoffs. Still had a successful first season. Um, Chimney thoughts on St. Louis City? Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about this squad, considering that you know they're still fairly new, they still have had their allocation money. I don't think they picked up anybody. I know they gave up somebody. I know they gave up John Nelson. Uh, he moved on to the LA Galaxy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like similar to FC Cincinnati, if if you're good, if you were good last year, we expect you to do the same. Um, but also, just to let everybody know, don't be surprised if you know they start to tank. Uh, what they went five and zero in their first like couple first games. Um, somewhat of a miracle run if if you're an expansion team. Um, I mean, I've never seen that before. 
in MLS, considering there's been, what, like 15 expansion teams added. Um, so to go undefeated in your first handful of games is is remarkable. But now, you know, it's always that thing, can you do it again? So, yeah, that's the question. Can St. Louis do it again? They have a great fan base. Uh, people of St. Louis love their teams. It doesn't matter if it's second division, first division, third division, college, peewee soccer, whatever. You know, they, they come in support. So, but yeah, that's where uh, I leave it there. Other top teams, Orlando City SC lost to Columbus in extra time in the playoffs. That we expect them to make the playoffs be competitive again. Seattle Sounders uh, finished very high on the table last year. Got a new crest this year. They're obviously always competitive. Columbus Crew made the playoffs and ended up sweeping the gauntlet uh, to win their third MLS Cup. They should be a uh, competitive side again. Did lose um, Julian Gressel, but uh, have a very good farm system and crew too, who made the MLS Cup, MLS Next Pro Cup uh, finals again. And I believe they made some signings as well. We have LAFC, who would go on to lose uh, to the crew 2-1 to one in the finals, but they've made back-to-back finals, um, so expect them to be competitive as well. Philly Union lost in um, the penalty kicks two MLS Cups ago, uh, made the playoffs last year. They should be pretty competitive as well. Do you have any thoughts on any of those sides? Personally, I think this is where I I hop off the Philadelphia Union train. Watch as I say that. They win the cup this year. But, uh, yeah, I've been really... Uh, I thought they were going to win it in, uh, what was it, 2021? Uh, that year, uh, you know, it, it didn't happen. But... um. Oh, no, 2022, excuse me. Um, you know, they, they, they've been, I mean, they, they, they take the right steps, the right direction uh, as a club, you know, to win and, you know, make the team play well and have it gel. And just for a change reason, there's always something in the way and it just never works out for them. I'd also like to mention, obviously, Atlanta United, a very big soccer um, fan base and city. Um, they've obviously been competitive ever since they've joined the league. Got sixth uh, position last year. Lost a crew in the two to one in the series, beating them one time. Um, they're expected to obviously have a pretty competitive season as well. And we'll jump in lastly with Inter Miami. Obviously, Lionel Messi will play the full season. Um, this this year, obviously, he joined a little later, um, late into last season, um, but did take them to a League's Cup victory. Like I said, they added Julian Greschel, um, also added some of Messi's friends from Barcelona as well. What do you think about this inner Miami squad that could be dangerous coming into this season? Obviously, um, finishing last, um, but close to the last, last season. Well, like I said earlier, we just have to see how their legs um, feel. Uh, you're talking about Messi playing a full season, kind of, with Astrid. Um, Copa Americas this year, he might play in that. Uh, I'm pretty sure whenever Argentina calls, he's going to go just to make face. Because, um, I mean, it's Argentina. He just won the World Cup. Why not? Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how they jump, they jumble, how they handle this jumbled up schedule of his. Um, but yeah, so he might not even play in League's Cup this year, considering it's in the summer. Um, and yeah, it might not, not because he's going to miss the games, but because for recovery, I just, it's not feasible. Uh, the only positive and something that everyone noted when he first made the signing was that Copa America's in, in the U.S. this year. Um, if he has to play for Argentina, he doesn't have to travel too far anymore, but still it's time away from the team that could play, could, that could play costly. Uh, to enter Miami. Oh, and also they signed Luis Suarez, so that's kind of important. Oh, yes. He's old. Yes. I did forget about Luis Suarez. Um, So I'll let you talk a little bit about your expectations for your LA Galaxy this coming season uh, as well. Okay. Well, like I, I kind of mentioned earlier, um, a lot, a lot of new new faces. Considering we they let go of a lot of people, um, 
Yeah, like I said I think they they got John Nelson, Miguel Berry. Um, let me see what I have in my notes here. They also signed the two homegrown uh, prospects from their team, uh, Ruben Ramos and uh, Harbor Miller, uh, two young guys. Uh, they sign up to the first team. They're gonna be loaned down to their MLS Next Pro team uh, to Los Dos Galaxy Two. So congratulations to them. Uh, the Galaxy also um, signed John McCarthy, uh, formerly of LAFC. Uh, they also picked up another goalie from the um, MLS draft. So we currently got four goalies on our roster uh, with uh, uh, Mik- Mikovic and uh, Jonathan Bond also in there as well. So it's going to be uh, going to be interesting to see who they put out in goal in their first game, considering they technically have four goalies on the roster at the moment. Um, and as striker, like I said, we're, I mean we're not, they're going to have to put Jovalich in there. Um, but I know he picked up a knock in one of the preseason games. I'm excited to see Miki Yamane. Uh, apparently, he, he tore it up in the J League in Japan. And apparently, he's a speedster in, in MLS speed kills. Mm. And yeah, um, and it's always a good time to see Ricky Pooja running around in the middle. So, but yeah, that's uh, where I'm at right now with the Galaxy. I'm just hoping that they have a better. I mean, they just need to make the playoffs. They need to make the playoffs, and we'll we'll go from there. Because right now, it's. On paper, as always for the team, they always look great. You always expect a lot. But, you know, the the real testament for this team is can you make it to the playoffs and can you win in the playoffs? But, yeah, that's uh, that's where I got right there. All right. Just to add some from my favorite team, Columbus Crew, uh, defending cup champs. Still got Cucho Hernandez, who won MLS Cup MVP. Diego Rossi, who had golden boot a couple uh, years ago, Darlington Nagby, solid veteran. Patrick Schulte, MLS Next Pro uh, Goalkeeper of the Year, um, two seasons ago, had a very good rookie season. Christian Ramirez still there. Aiden Morris, who's a very good midfielder, played for the U.S. men's national team this past match. Um, Mohamed Farsi, Yao Yuboa, Sean Zawalski is one of my favorite players. Um, we have Alex Matan and our first-round pick last year, Maximilian Ofsted was pretty good, and we also signed Rudy Camacho late last season. He was a pretty good addition as well. And with that, we'll take a quick look into the upcoming MLS Next Pro season. Um, we'll preface that with they released their schedule significantly earlier this year, um, which is uh, very good in the development of this league. Um, they released it about a month before the season, and last year they only released it like 10 days before the season started. So with that, they have the addition of two independent teams this year, Carolina Gore FC and Chattanooga FC. Um, Cleveland FC um, is set to join in a couple of years. They also have Jacksonville Armada, Armada FC, Connecticut United FC as well. Those are the three future independent teams. And opening weekend will be Friday, March 15th. We'll feature 14 matches. Um, highlighted by MLS Next Pro Cup champions Austin 2 hosting Tacoma Defiance in a rematch of the 2023 Western Conference semifinals. That'll be on 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, then Saturday, March 16th, has two matches, including Chattanooga FC playing in the first MLS Next Pro match when they play Huntsville FC, which is regional rivalry. And then Sunday, Carolina Goro face their first match um, against Charlotte's FC's um, two-team crown legacy. Decision Day 2024 will be uh, Sunday, October 6th. 20 of the 29 teams will play on that um, day. Eight teams in each conference will qualify for the 2024 playoffs. Um, And they have updated the conference um, alignment Crown Legacy will now move to the Northeast Division, um, from the Northeast Division to the Southeast Division. Carolina Core and Chattanooga 
join the Southeast Division. FC Cincinnati 2, Columbus Crew, and Chicago Fire 2 move from Central Division to the Northeast Division. So that is a little bit about the upcoming Next Pro season. We'll now go into the MLS replacement refs situation. MLS set to begin the 2024 season with replacement referees 66 selected ahead of February 21st start, which is obviously tomorrow's first game. Um, Robert, what do you think about the whole replacement ref situation uh, as it currently stands? Well, um, if I'm anybody that likes MLS, I'm a little bit worried, um, considering now, like how you had said earlier, we're going to have Messi for a full season. So you don't want replacement refs to uh, somewhat squander the season because what if there's a, a bad call or a bad tackle and you lose Messi for the whole season, then then what? Um, I mean, historically, uh, replacement refs have not done a good job in professional leagues. Uh, a la and the National Football League here in the United States. Uh, Alex, I'm pretty sure if you remember correctly, uh, the Seahawks were playing the Packers. Uh, I forgot who it was, but somebody made a touchdown. One referee signaled touchdown and another referee signaled no catch, um, which I don't know if you remember that. That was not a good look at all uh, for the league or the referees that were in that in that matchup that night um, for the NFL. So you could possibly have something like that again. Um, you know, you're gonna have some scab referees out there, um, looking like like fools out there if it all goes wrong. But um, it also hurts too that they're trying to have the referees talk over the loudspeaker, uh, specifically when they do the VAR reviews, the video video system re- review uh, system. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed that does not go wrong. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if these refs do have some hiccups here, but you just don't want nothing too dangerous to happen. And, you know, your whole season could be lost because X amount of players get hurt or players getting wrongly ejected or falsely falsely ejected or not ejected at all. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to expect, honestly. I just hope it doesn't go bad. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, so going back to your first point, it was Seattle Seahawks versus Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson threw uh, the last play was a Russell Wilson lob to the end zone. Um, I believe it was fought between Jermaine Curse and M.D. Jennings, who was the Packers cornerback. Um and How the hell do you remember that? I will never know. <laughs> and I've watched that play a lot, actually. But MD Jennings had had a majority of control of the ball, but when they both came down for it, uh, one referee signaled touchdown, the other signaled no time, meaning uh, it was the interception and that was the end of the game. Uh, they did review it, but they still kept the call, and Seahawks won. They do call that the fail Mary, and then the next week, the NFL got the real refs back. We'll see if it's a, as bad. I believe I saw all the refs were approved by, uh, by at least like the U.S. soccer soccer committee. So I think they're all certified, and also. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this will affect them in a good way or bad way. But people already thought the MLS refs were bad, so it'll either be a really big difference and they'll suck more, or it won't be as bad of a difference because the refs, people complain about the refs anyway. Yeah, um, from what information I could find, apparently um, the MLS and whoever the representatives were were like, yeah, they were saying that the talks were going good, it was going good, and then leaning up to the official vote for their new contract, uh, once they did their vote, it was 98% allegedly 98% voted no against the new contract, which is what, like, what, like three, two people voted yes. Like, what, like, I wonder what happened in, the, in those talks that, you know, literally flipped a switch and that the majority or basically everybody said no. So who knows what happened in those talks that I just, you know, you know, went upside down. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see because, yeah, like how you said, 
they had like in the NFL they had that bad call and then like literally the next day or the next week they're like okay yeah we're good now like okay <laughs> well did the NFL cave in the 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 NFL referees cave in I don't remember I mean you probably remember off the top of your head once I'm done talking but yeah we might have the same situation in the MLS as well but it might be a little bit different considering those ref the pro referees do not just do MLS they do other CONCACAF tournaments, um, they do Leagues Cup, they do Open Cup, uh, they do a lot of a lot of games. So they're just, to my knowledge, and allegedly they're trying to get a piece of that messy um, money. So you know, whatever it could be, a, a pay a, a pay raise, um, better travel accommodations, hotel accommodations, um, whatever they whatever it is, they're they're trying to get a little bit of piece of that pie. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yes. We will see, uh, well, in the coming days, how that situation unfolds. I feel like tomorrow night might not go that bad. And then with more games over the weekend, we'll have to see if that ends up, uh, if it turns into a situation or not. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the another news story. Um, that's that's got a little bit of an update. 2024 U.S. Open Cup gets go-ahead uh, under proposed new format. This just came out yesterday. Preliminary plans for the 2024 edition of the U.S. Open Cup have been approved by a subcommittee of the U.S. Soccer Federation Board of Directors through the tournament um, though the tournament likely won't look like recent additions, a source close to the USSF told ESPN. Source indicated that complete details are still being ironed out. But the decision to have a tournament in 2024 has been made and will likely gain final approval. Is a hybrid type tournament where not every MLS team um, will be participating. The precise level of team participation from MLS and USL clubs is still to be determined no yeah man it's not it's not the the best of looks for the tournament considering this tournament's been around for more than 100 years um just to give a quick backstory um the mls not so long ago was like hey we're gonna officially for some reason i don't know why they did this at all well i know why actually i'll i'll explain it but they announced that they would just be playing their mls next pro teams which there's nothing wrong with that. You could do that on your own. No one would have batted an eye if you played your young kids. I mean, your up and coming talent. That's fine. But um, once the U.S. Soccer Federation heard about that, and uh, the Open Cup organizers heard about that, they were like, "Hey, um, no, uh, you can't be doing that because we need you to play your first teams. Because that's the whole point of this. It's the point that uh, lower division sides play top tier competition." Um, but yeah, the United Soccer Federation was like request denied. Um, so then the MLS is like, all right, well, then we're just not gonna we we're just probably not gonna do this then. So now it's kind of a, a heave and a hoe here, a tug of war of sorts. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit mucky because you have the MLS, who you know they're the biggest the biggest dog in this fight, uh, in regards to leagues at least, um. You know, they're the, the cash cow for this tournament. Um, you know, you, you saw in Leagues Cup as well, uh, in regards to this, with the Open Cup, crowds were coming because Inter-Miami was going to the final. They hosted the final, lost to Houston in the final, unfortunately. Uh, no Messi. He, he did pick up a knock. Um, yeah, it's the thing is, though, there's two ways to see it. The MLS, like I said, are the cash cow. They're They're helping to get people through the doors uh, for this tournament, for the teams that care about it and, you know, make it far in the tournament. But also, their argument is that it's too many games for their league. It's a schedule congestion. However, the MLS kind of did this to themselves because they're trying to promote this League's Cup. But also, the MLS is saying, oh, well, it's too many games. We don't make any money, which I can understand that. But also, I don't know, it's... It's kind of like that old saying where when you point one finger, you're pointing three more fingers back at yourself. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, Alex. How, how do you, I mean, do you, do you get, does that make any sense? Like, do you get that argument? You know, the MLS, they're, they're the ones making 
the most money for the Open Cup, but also losing money for themselves. And yeah, there's not a lot of promotion. Wait, is it fair to say there's not a lot of promotion for the tournament as well? Yes. Because... And also keep in mind, Apple does not make any money off of this because they're not getting no broadcast rights. I believe it's only to CBS at the moment. Oh, with the promotion, I know that Don Gardner, Gardner, the Garber, the current MLS commissioner, he doesn't like to promote it because he says it's a bad reputation of U.S. soccer, which to some um, extent I get because the lower teams, you know, don't necessarily have soccer-specific stadiums or or um, somewhat impressive soccer stadiums. So I do kind of get that to some extent. Um, also, I did like when they were like, we are going to only play MLS Next Pro teams. But I was definitely in the minority. But that's because I like MLS Next Pro. So, yes. Which probably most people don't care about. No, yeah, because um, I think what Garver was also, <clears throat> excuse me, what he was hammering about is that the, the U.S. Soccer Federation does not help uh, the lower tier sides, uh, especially with, um, I guess, travel and, you know, elevating the, the play of those lower tier teams. So I have a feeling that the US, MLS is like, well, we're not going to invest money where we're not making anything. Because I'm pretty sure you've seen, Alex, that a lot of these stadiums, especially in the midweek, are barren. There's nobody there. Especially for the teams that, you know, were... You know, they, they don't, not that they don't care, but they can't really promote it as much. And I, I think what you meant to say with Garber, he's been a stickler for the Open Cup. Not that the teams don't promote it, it's just that the 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 Fed, the U.S. is, what Garber is saying is that the U.S. Federation is not promoting it enough, which is hindering the MLS teams from making any money. And... They can't be putting investing money into a tournament that's not giving them, you know, an investment back. And that's where Garber is saying the problem is. And that also the problem, that's one problem. The second problem is the schedule congestion. But they did this to themselves, Loki. Like, you can't be making a, a summer tournament with another league in the middle of July. Like, of course it's going to be hard. Like, duh. Um, but like I said, they, they could have just not played their starters. But also, they didn't want to, you know, put them out there and lose money. Instead, put out your younger guys, put out whoever you can, and cut your losses. But of course, when, of course, since they did it officially, um, U.S. Soccer was like, no, 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 you're not doing that today. But um, it's getting a little bit worse. Uh, Concacaf uh, is starting to get involved. It could be to the point, and Alexi Salazar from. ESPN uh, and uh, Football Americas um, was already putting this out there, which was an extreme at the time, an extreme, an extreme comment. Uh, he said that if U.S. soccer really wanted to, they could revoke the MLS's Division One status, which would be insane. Um, and then also with CONCACAF, CONCACAF, the governing regional body of soccer in this part of the world, North America, Central, and the Caribbean has already said, well, whoever wins this might not even get a CONCACAF, um, excuse me, a Champions Cup spot. So it's like, um, so yeah, I, I believe the ball is in the U.S. Soccer Federation's court. Um, it's in their hands. So it's just up to them on what how they want to settle this. Because, yeah, you, you said they, they just recently announced that new organized version with not all the MLS clubs participating. Um, that would be interesting only because it also that article did state that this would only be for this season and not for the 2025 iteration of the tournament. So who knows what their, what their plan is for, for next year. They're probably just trying to scrape by, which I think is what Garber's argument is. That they're just trying to scrape by and, you know, leech money, which he's not willing to do, of course. I, I mean, business-wise and financial-wise, that made no sense. But also, like I said, Garber's always, he's been a stickler for the Open Cup. I do agree the Open Cup 
needs a lot more love than it's been getting. Because sometimes even I'm like, I can't find these games. I can't. There's nothing on their social media. Like, what is this? Like, how are y'all promoting this? Like, you just expect us to show up? Which, no, that's just not how it works. People work. People have jobs. And I mean, like, fans. Fans. Like, you expect us to show up to these games? Like, that made no sense. I digress. Yes. Uh, I definitely followed the cruise run uh, last season, which did span a couple of rounds. Um, they lost to Pittsburgh, but it was a better run than two years ago, where they lost the first match to Detroit. Then um, I kind of tuned out of it, but I did follow the semifinals and finals. Um, with that, we'll talk about another tournament. 2024 CONCACAF Champions Cup. We've already had some matches played. And entering round one, the MLS teams in this are Philadelphia Union, Orlando City, Nashville, Cincy, New England Revolution, Houston Dynamo, Vancouver Whitecaps, and St. Louis City. And that's just for the first round. Yes. But in the yeah, in the in the round of sixteen, it's gonna be uh Columbus and Miami who got that, I guess, de facto first round by. Yeah, Columbus got it because they won the MLS Cup. And then Miami got it because they won League's Cup. Um, so, talking about the first round matchups that feature MLS teams, Philadelphia Union um, play Saparaza. Um, they will play, obviously, two matches. February 20th starts tomorrow again. And then they'll play again February 27th. New England Revolution against Independiente. Um, that is February 21st, also tomorrow. They'll play again February 29th. We got MLS versus MLS in St. Louis City SC versus Houston Dynamo. They play tonight, and they'll play again February 27th. Vancouver Whitecaps have played uh, their season, um, their series. Um, they played UANL, who won 4-1 on aggregate. The first match was 1-1. Whitecaps took the lead. Wait, I got to stop, stop you there, Alex. They're called Tigres. <laughs> or Tigers in English. <laughs> Sorry, I was burning there for a second, but please continue. They, Whitecaps took the lead in the 32nd minute, and then Tigres um, got tied it up in the 88th minute. Then Tigres would go on to win 3-0 to zero, um, in the second matchup, and then they've won and advanced 4-1 on aggregate. We've got a Canadian team, Calvary FC versus Orlando City SC. They play tomorrow night and on February 27th. And then we got Jamaican side Cavalier versus FC Cincinnati. They play February 22nd and February 28th. And lastly, we have Mocha versus Nashville SC. They play the 22nd of February and the 28th of February. Robert, what do you have any thoughts on any of the matchups that have taken place so far and 2024 CONCACAF Championship Cup in general? I mean, I think it's pretty good. Um, we've had some competitive matchups in this first round, honestly. Um, a few that we didn't mention because they're not MLS sides. Uh, we have Monterrey versus Comunicaciones. Um, Monterrey won uh, their first matchup 4-1 to in there. Um you know, destroyed destroyed the Comunicaciones. I believe they're from El Salvador, if I am correct. 
Um, America, Club America, I know you're familiar with them. Yes. Were almost upsetted uh, in this matchup. Uh, the, the club they were playing, Real Esteli. Estel, I'm not too familiar with that club. But um, they gave them a good fight. Uh, America played away in the first leg. They lost 2-1. to one. And then the second matchup back here, or I saw over here on close to the home, uh, America were able to win on aggregate three to two on their on their home matchup. Um, like how you said, Tigres um, dominated over Vancouver, winning on aggregate four to one. Um, shout out to uh, Cage Cow who made the move from the San Jose Earthquakes to uh, Chivas de Guadalajara. They also played the other Canadian club uh, in this tournament, Forge FC. Uh, they defeated them on aggregate five to two. Uh, Cade Cow. Uh, let me see. Was it the first one? No, yeah, it was the first matchup. I believe he had a brace and an assist. Let me double check. Um, yeah, Cade Cow to had scored two goals and an assist in this matchup. So shout out to him. He's the first, I guess, Mexican American. Uh, I ho- hopefully I uh, described that correctly to be playing for Chivas Guadalajara. I don't know if you're too familiar with that club, Alex, but um. Chivas, uh, one of the most historically known teams in Mexico, only signs Mexican-based players. So if you got a drop of Mexican in you, you most likely will be asked to play for them or asked to sign a contract. So it's, it was a big deal when you had Cade Cow go over there because if they show when they show like the player cards like on the field, like the lineup, he's gonna be the only player with the U.S. flag on his. On on his on his on his name card, so that's going to be interesting. Um, let me see who else we have here. Uh, but um, to the most recent MLS matchups that you had brought up, um, let's see how New England handles their matchup because Independiente, considering I know they just got a new coach. I think they got um, dang it, what's his name? The guy that used to be at Columbus. What was his name? Um, Caleb Porter. Yeah, I think they just signed. I yeah. believe Caleb Porter. Correct? Am I tripping? I believe yeah. Caleb Porter is not at the helm there. Um, yeah, they just got Caleb Porter. Literally on MLS ESPN, ex-crew coach Porter named to lead New England Revolution. Um, let's see how how they organize themselves. I'm hoping Orlando has a good showing. Um, Nashville, Honey Mukhtar. With uh, Tyler Boyd should be a good combination. FC Cincinnati against Calvary. Um, I, I believe they're playing away first in a lot of these. So a lot of every time MLS clubs play away, it's always a struggle. I mean, you saw Club America. I mean, I'm shocked. I mean, I'm pretty sure they they didn't play up to their fullest, but I'm shocked that even going playing away was a struggle. Um, I think Philadelphia and Saprissa. I think they've played before. Four, so it should be a good matchup to see. Uh, I remember Philadelphia. Oh, I forget who they played. They played somebody, and it was a scrap. The whole time it was a scrap. Like it was bad. Just tackles all around the referee. I don't know. It, it, the last time I saw Philly play in a Champions League game, it was it was a struggle. Not in, for play, for play, but it was a scrap. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how how this Champions Cup, you know, turns out. And I'll just let y'all know, we, because in the earlier round matchups, they lined it up, and it may be scripted, it might be rigged, I don't know. Allegedly. We're going to get a, a Club America versus Chivas Guadalajara two-leg two-leg matchup in this. So it's a good time right now. It's looking good. It's not nothing too bad at the moment. I'll let you know when it looks bad. So, yeah, looks good right now. I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> Well, it already looks better than last season, where Austin FC lost to. Oh, I, do I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but you, you don't have to say their name. We, just, just let's just forget about it, man. Let's just forget about it. It was bad. That was just a poor, very poor. And last year's finals, Leon beat Los Angeles FC two to one, which Robert was probably happy about. A little bit. All right, before we wrap up this first edition of 2024's Locker Soccer, I will ask you one question, and that is, how many soccer games do you plan on attending this upcoming season? 
let's go with five. I don't know. What about you? At least one. One? That's it. Possibly more. Watch. She's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to one Columbus Crew game, but I'm going to go to like six Columbus Crew 2 games. Like, bro. Uh, the one might just be a Columbus Crew game. Uh, we'll see if I make it out to a MLS game. Uh, and we'll see if I make it to multiple Crew 2 games. Bro, I know those tickets ain't expensive, bro. Yes, I will. Yeah. I will sell you twenty dollars. Yeah, because uh, two years ago I went to one MLS Next Pro game, uh, which was Crew Two, and they beat New English Revolution two four to one. And last season I went to one Crew game, and they beat. Oh, actually, they drew Orlando two to two. Is that when they had the the drone show? Yes, yes, yes. That was nice. That was an yeah, sick. Song. Yes. Well, I got a question for you. What has been your favorite MLS kit so far that's been released this for this year? Yes. Well, talking about kits, which we didn't end up going into any detail yet. So we will take this opportunity. Uh, first of all, we'll start off with the Columbus Crew kit, which looks all right. Hey, man, put some respect on Charlie Brown. But. Uh, I don't think it looks amazing. How do you like your the LA Galaxy kit? I mean, I think it's pretty good. Um, it's what fans are calling the negative sash because it's it's a sash, but not really. Um, with the stripes on the side. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting look. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. It's pretty good. Um, I like the the crew one. That one's sick. I mean, Charlie Brown. You can't mess with. Come on, man. It's Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown always got that swag on. Come on, man. Put some respect on some Charlie Brown. Um, I think the best one though, it has to be the Seattle Sounders 50th anniversary kit. You know, the green with the blue stripes and you have the orca on the back. Come on. Ooh. You can't mess around. You can't mess around with that one. Um I think Portland has a good one. Um yeah, like let me see who else got a good one. I think Minnesota has a good one as well. I don't know, a lot of teams got good kits this year, honestly. Like Adidas did not, you know. You know, how would I say, like, they didn't take the easy road on a lot of these. So I like them. I like it a lot. I don't know. What about you, boss? How do you feel about them? I like Sensi's, even though I liked Sensi's better last year. But I think their white white kind of looks pretty clean. Um, the New York City FC's is this person's favorite kit. That looks pretty clean as well with the black. Um, I think Philly's looks pretty clean with, like, the snake stripe in the middle. Like you said, Portland's Portland's look pretty good with like the jungle. Uh, LAFC's looks pretty good. It kind of just stays within the bounds of LAFC kits, though. Red Bulls, I think, was better last year. Um, Charlotte's is fine. Chicago's is a little weird. Uh, DC's, I actually think, looks pretty good. FC Dallas is a little weird. It's kind of like the Atlanta Falcons, where... It kind of has tone colors over it. I think your Galaxies looks pretty good also. Toronto's probably could have gotten better. It looks a little plain. Uh, you know, Miami's is pretty solid also. It's it's not bad. With the pink. Oh, yeah, man. They're looking pretty good this year. Oh, you said Minnesota's looks pretty good as well, which it does. All right. Wrapping up this episode. Do you have any final thoughts about anything soccer? Um, I mean, I feel like we we talked about a lot here today. Um, I'm just excited to do another another year of locker soccer with you. So yeah, I'm looking forward to another great year of MLS and maybe even some U.S. men's national team soccer. Oh, yes, we will get into the U.S. men's national team eventually. I've not looked at their upcoming matches yet, but. And there are upcoming matches. We will talk about them. And we hope you enjoy the first weekend of MLS games. And I will end it by saying what's coming up on Rambling Runoff. Well, currently there's no episode this week. But um, next week, yeah, we should be coming to you with a lot of MLS news as well. Probably some basketball because my homie Danny loves basketball. And um uh, 
whatever we got in the rundown, whatever's been happening in the sports world, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about it. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. All right. Get me on Rambling Runoff again. And in due time, in due time. With that, we hope you enjoyed the first edition of 2024 Locker Soccer. Plenty of more coverage to come. And we hope your team is successful in their pursuit of victory this weekend. Peace.